Hi, I'm Elise Morales. Hi, I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is Go Touch Touch Grass. Grass. The podcast where we log in. So you can log out. And for today, we've got a mini trending topic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, The the topic is mega trending. The topic is, yeah, no, the topic is mega trending. There's always police. There's always police. I was going to say, there's always police brutality. There's, and that's not, that's not today's discourse. That's not, um, no, I meant police sirens. If you stop a a fucking podcast in New York because of police sirens, you won't. You know, that's the thing I deal with on my TikTok is that I've been making like more character videos and I'm just like, I'm not going to not use a video because you can faintly hear a siren in the background, but people will comment and be like, Miserable. Usually people are funny about it. They're like the sirens in the background add a big a, a nice touch or whatever. But it is always just funny. I'm like, I wish you would just ignore it. I can't film everything again just no. because of these sirens. We can't control them. No, we can't. I can't control them. And like honestly, half of the sirens are like the cop needs to piss and they don't want to <laughs> wait and fucking Exactly. In I traffic. can't be beholden to that. But again, that's a discourse for that's a that's completely a different discourse. Thing. That's not what we're talking about today. This is mm-hmm. a mini trending topic in that it is one of our Patreon exclusive. Exclusives. Ec- an exclusive segment. Mm-hmm. If you're hearing this. You're we on have, the $5 level. You're on the 5 ten. 5 or and 10 You're on the 5 and $10 level. Yeah. But if you're hearing this, we've also dropped in the free feed. Yeah. So, we, we have some free feed stuff too. Yeah. So if you have not already listened to the episode that's out on HeadGum right now, which means it's out in all your little apps, go listen to it. Rate. Like, share, subscribe. Exactly. Give us a five-star review so that we can just kick kick this thing off right up, right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Pop off immediately. Take Pop over. Off. Take over the, why can't I think of, the, take over the charts. Mm-hmm. So number one comedy podcast. Number one comedy podcast in its first week. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> but you know what? Watch we out, all- Joe Rogan. <laughs> I, was, I go, it's like, Biden. <laughs> yeah, watch out, Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. <laughs> Thanks, Biden. But we are talking about comedy today. Oh, man. Because today's mini trending topic, which I think it could also be an example of our new segment, which we're debuting in the first episode on the free feed, Cursed Content. Cursed Content. I think this counts as cursed content, what we're talking about today. Interesting. We're talking about Matt Rife. Yay. <laughs> this is why we got into podcasting, to talk about fucking Matt Rife. Do you think he has lip fillers? You know what? And this, where, this is it, part of my research, but yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think he does. Allegedly. Okay. Allegedly, I think allegedly, allegedly Matt Rife has lip fillers. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. I'll kick things off. Matt Rife is a stand-up comedian. He's known for his viral TikTok crowd work clips. Pause for a mini discourse. How do you feel about crowd work clips? I feel like I feel like it's another thing where it's like you know your feed you have to feed the algorithm and like the more and I'm probably sure that's what, what he owes a lot of his fame to mm-hmm. is that like the more you post, the more visibility and the more the algorithm pushes you. But by re- by nature of comedy as an art, like a like a dance, like a dance. Um, if you see like a ballerina perform a ballet, mm-hmm. a video of it on TikTok, 
if you go to the ballet and you see the same choreography, it will still be impressive. Yeah. But with comedy as an art, like, I mean, you spend years, like, tailoring jokes and, and whatever. You can't fucking record every single written joke you have. So you have to do crowd work. But it does cheapen the thing where people think that comedy is just getting roasted about, and people don't want to sit in the front because they it's like I don't want to get roasted and it's like no I'm gonna do the jokes that I've written and that I know work I'm not gonna be like oh you're yeah you um are a dentist like oh let me open my mouth you know I shit. yeah let me open my mouth yeah. that's that Millie's class is <laughs> <laughs> Millie's crowd work is crazy you guys <laughs> no. I'm opening my mouth I know <laughs> But I, I guess my feeling about it is like, I feel like the 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 discourse that this reminds me of is when people first started doing like front facing character videos, yeah. and people were like, "It's not real comedy. It's bad. It's cheapening everything." And I'm like, "It's just a new way to get popular online, and mm-hmm. some people will do it at a high level, and some people will not. And for some of those people, it'll translate into real talent on stage and like mm-hmm. actually being good. And for some people, it'll be like they're good on the internet like I, yeah. I just think it's one of those things where like yeah. you can't get too pressed about it one way or another it's just another way that people like yeah try to beat the algorithm and get popular online mm-hmm. and sometimes that they're they're also a good comedian and sometimes yeah. they're not. <laughs> well it just reminds me I mean this is like emo kid thing just to like put a little bow on this com- on this specific discourse but it just reminds me of like you can in guitar class, like there are people who can like replicate other people's guitar, insane mm-hmm. guitar solos, and like can do all these insane guitar tricks and like, nee, 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 but then ask them to write a song and they can't. And it's like they just got good at this one specific aspect of being a guitar player. But if if you're good at that, then, yeah. you know. I think like that. here's my other take about crowd work clips. I think that people just are missing improv. Yeah, they want to see they. Well, the reason cl- crowd work clips are popular online is because people like to see what feels to them like think on their feet. Think on their feet, ethereal. Go there, atis, and like yeah, that's the beauty exactly, of and say something unexpected. And you and you, with crowd work, it's like you know that ne- they didn't necessarily plan it, plan or it. whatever. So I'm like, go see an improv show. You go might actually it. really like improv. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> a high rate want. of failure. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, you could also have a chart. You could also see the worst show you've ever seen in your life. But if you see good improv, it's actually really good. And they won't talk to you in the audience. Yeah. They literally won't talk to you. So you don't have to worry about that. Well, you will get to be, you'll, you'll get to say a word. Okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I bring all this up because Matt Rife is popular because of crowd work clips on TikTok. Uh, he has a very large female audience. He started in Wild and Out, <laughs> but he was not. Like super. So Matt thin. Matt Rife is white. We have to yes, say that. Yes, Matt Rife is white. Look him up. Look at take a he's, pause and look at what he looks like. He's white and he is he he looks like like a drawing of a handsome person in a way where you're like, this has all the features of a handsome person, but in coming together it's there's something weird. Yeah. 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 
People say he has handsome Squidward energy. Yes, like when when, when Squidward got handsome. Yeah. Also, somebody said um, online, which I think I linked to at some point, maybe, I don't know, um, but that he looks like the mother from the Rugrats, Bill and Lil's Wow, mom. yeah, he really does. He has the same haircut and the same lips. So. Um, And again, we would not talk about someone's appearance, but it's actually very well, integral that's to thing. the story that his whole thing is that he is hot and he has this mainly female audience and he got the thing he went super viral is this video where he takes his belt off with one hand and it's supposed to be very sexy i didn't i didn't find it sexy or not sexy you're like neutral chaotic <laughs> I completely, neutral? yeah i was completely sexually neutral towards the clip <laughs> i don't think i'd be impressed with a guy taking off a belt like in one like if that happened in the bedroom i'd be scared anyway this clip went really viral and people are like he's so sexy so now he has 18.2 million followers on TikTok. That's crazy. That's, More than Keith Lee? That, that's a lot. 18.2 million is a lot. Um, there's also, as we alluded to, there's a big debate about whether or not he's got plastic surgery. Oh, he definitely basically. got plastic surgery. Well, so he says he's only had veneers. Um, but other people say, you know, he's allegedly had his lips done, a chin implant, cheek implants, etc. Um, Again, we would not talk about his appearance this way if it wasn't integral to the story of Yeah, because this whole here. thing is like he's a hot comedian. Yeah. And also, um, there are some murmurs about hair transplant. That's also, listen, I would put it on there too. But it, the, one of the interesting things is <laughs> this... this uh, he basically, like, kind of people consider it he, like, seemingly outed himself also because as having had plastic surgery because there's this plastic surgeon at Many Faces of Chicago who posted a video of himself skipping down the hall of his practice and the text over the video is me creating the greatest jawline ever seen just for the patient to get canceled right after. Yeah. <laughs> so it's clearly about Matt Rife. And then the caption says, thanks a lot, bro. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji. Can you guess who? Hashtag Dr. Bucklefat, hashtag Bucklefat, hashtag Pantyhose Brow Lift, hashtag Bucklefat Removal, hashtag Ch Chicago, hashtag Face BBL, hashtag Chin Lipo, <laughs> hashtag Jawline, hashtag Chin Implant, hashtag Jawline Goals, hashtag Jawline Contouring, hashtag Plastic Surgeon, hashtag Plastic Surgery, hashtag Instagood, hashtag Model, hashtag Jawline Contour, hashtag Double Chin Removal, hashtag cosmetic surgeon hashtag cosmetic surgery hashtag comedy hashtag canceled hashtag cancel culture hashtag relatable hashtag viral he wanted this <laughs> like god that he wanted this to be most, seen that was like a vocal exercise wow that, that was, was i'm proud like that, that's kind of <laughs> thank you wow oh my god i it, it just really kept going there so Hashtag cosmetic surgery. Hashtag face BBL. Hashtag cheek. Hashtag. Face, hashtag face BBL. I think we should start using for all our posts. <laughs> so we're like, this is a face BBL. What makes you think I had a face BBL? Face BBL. <laughs> Matt Rife comments from his like verified Instagram account and says, lying about medical history is illegal, just FYI. I mean, you can interpret that as being like, can be, yeah. you're like, you didn't like. That's what I thought, too, because people were like, he outed himself. And I'm like, I don't know, but he definitely shouldn't have commented on that. I feel like you could, that, the, like the easy pass could just be like, he shouldn't lie and say he was my surgeon. Yeah. But also, like, I think it's pretty, I don't know. I'm like, 
I feel like it'd be pretty clear that it's not his surgeon because um, of HIPAA. Like, you can't yeah. even fucking allude that you're, you, like, he'll lose his fucking license. Yeah. If and- it was really Matt Rife's cosmetic surgeon... And he made a video like that. He could really he could, sue the shit out could of him. Sue, yeah, you could lose your life. And given how kind of like petty and weird we're going to learn him to be, I do feel like he would definitely sue the shit yeah. out of them. And he would actually be, I would have to say, you know what, Matt Rife, you're allowed to sue your surgeon if they make a TikTok video roasting you. <laughs> yeah, but the, the whole them. point is that it's, it wasn't his surgeon. No. And Matt didn't need to respond. Exactly. Okay. But he responded. All right, so back to the tale. So Matt Rife, jury, uh, there's no confirmed information about his plastic surgery, but if you look at videos, he does appear to have, like, installed a handsome squared rib face, gotten really popular online for taking his belt off with one hand. Yeah. (laughs) And developed this very large, horny female audience, basically. So anyway... We'll get to the now. We'll get to the actual controversy. So on November fifteenth, his special Natural Selection came out, and it kicks off with. And here's the thing that I told Millie before we started recording: I'm not going to play clips of a lot of this stuff because I I genuinely don't want you as the listeners or us right now to have to just listen to like fifteen clips of a dude being like, "I fucking love huge tits." Like, <laughs> but also justice for huge tits right now. Everyone's turning into an ass man. And ask people, and I just want to say, as a big titty committee member, we need a visibility too. It's it's not wrong for him to love big tits. Well, listen. we don't need to listen to clips about it. Yeah, exactly. We don't need to like replay all yeah. of those thoughts here. But anyway, his special starts with this joke that you can go look up about a quote unquote ratchet hostess in Baltimore who had a full black eye. And then the punchline is if she could cook, she wouldn't have had that black eye, which is like, here, her husband hit her because she didn't cook. Yeah. And I also have to say, in the use of ratchet, because of his wild and out back- background, and the reason mm-hmm. why I said that he's white is because, and it's important for you to know, Matt Rife speaks with a black set. Yes. And a prominent black a, a prominent black scent, and that's an element of his comedy. That's and another another controversial thing. Is that, that is another that is another part of the discourse. Yes. Certainly, is that he uses AAV also in all of these clips. So anyway, he makes this joke. It's a domestic violence joke. Then he tells the audience, uh, like I don't know, he does that thing where he's like, "I was just testing you to see if y'all are going to be fun or not, or whatever." Yeah, are you fun? Are you guys fun? Fun you is think it's making fun. jokes about domestic it, it, violence. And also, like, fun is, like, the oldest joke in the world that a woman is in the kitchen and she doesn't do right and, and her husband hit her. hits her. Like, it's little, again, it's, like, these jokes that, like, these people are, like, I was canceled. You're no, not allowed to say anything. It's, like, this joke is, on a basic just, like, level as a comedian and an artist, this joke has been done Mm -hmm. to death babe there's an entire the fucking honeymooners that old ass show his like run that the flintstones is based on his running gag is that he's going to punch his wife to the moon honestly (laughs) honestly i was watching vintage episodes of i love lucy oh um, yeah and it was making me uncomfortable because he's like ricky's always like yeah like like about to hit lucy and it's like a joke and there's a laugh line and i'm like 
This isn't a fun. If you went over to someone's house, like if Danny was like, oh, I'm going to hit you. I mean, literally, I mean, that would be when really was, crazy. When um, I was in, like, when I, in your house, it's like, what is happening? No, I mean, that's the thing is like, it's a hacky joke at this point to be like, damn, I hate my bitch wife. Like, it that used to be like a line that comedy took or like, it whatever it used to well, it's, when men were, when it was mostly men who were like, yeah, yeah like it's just, it's not actually the subversive thing that these people think they're doing. They're actually, they actually sound like someone from the 1950s. Like mm-hmm. it's the least subversive thing you can really do. But anyway, so the joke goes viral in like a bad way. It goes bad viral. People start, and people start talking about how like, it he, went viral, but people were pissed about it. Yeah, exactly. People were not enjoying the clip, though he did have defenders, and a lot of them are women being like, you know, the usual. Like, Why it's just know? a joke. Mm, yeah, exactly. Mm, it's mm, funny. Mm. My, my husband jokes that he's going to hit me all the time, and it's funny. It's funny for me. So anyway. <laughs> 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 so he did have defenders, but... For the most part, discourse super bad around what Matt Rife has done and is doing. And then also people are just like, this special just isn't good. It has like a, it, it, I, I have it in here somewhere. It has a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's poorly received critically. Like everyone writes a bad review of it. Like it's just not a good special. And I will say the way that I know that that's definitely true is that Danny, my husband, who participates in zero discourse and has no idea what's going on Gen ever. X, Gen, Gen X, X, Gen X, he's Gen, Gen X, X, Gen X, and um, he's my Gen X husband has no fucking clue what's going on ever. But he does watch stand-up specials on Netflix, and Netflix was pushing Matt Rep's special really hard. So Danny watched it, and I came home one night and I was like, "Are you watching Matt Rife's special?" And he goes, he, with no idea that any of this has happened, he's like, "Yeah, it's really bad." because <laughs> yeah this is really bad he starts with a joke about domestic violence i was like and this was like the discourse had been going on for like truly a week and a half and i was like god bless you. god bless god bless we love an like, yeah. king yeah that is but he did do that and danny's just like sitting there being like it's really fucking bad so anyway um specials doing really bad etc cetera, etc cetera. matt rife then his response to all of this is to post an Instagram story that says, if you've ever been offended by a joke I've told, here's a link to my official apology. And then it's a link to a special needs helmet. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, it, so it's not funny, but it's, it's like, I mean, it's like it's so not predictably funny, but it's so like, crazy. Okay. So what, like everyone, anyone who doesn't like joking yeah. about, domestic violence or anyone people- who says his special is bad or that he's being like fucking an asshole they're they're actually special needs ha 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 cool so anyway um are you gonna talk about the viral joke of, with, about fat people um which one basic or that like <laughs> no yeah. I, I don't have <laughs> there's this one joke that it. he's like all these fat people are hating on me and they want it they say i'm canceled and it's like i'm not your gym membership i'm not canceled like something oh, about like how yes, fat yes, people yes, don't yes, go yes, to yes, the yes. gym mm-hmm. and like anyone who's hate you know thinks he's fat phobic like they think that he's the gym membership and somebody else commented and was like 
gym memberships are really hard to cancel. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense as a joke. You have to work really hard to cancel. Because um, I was almost going to join this gym called Retro Fitness mm-hmm. when I lived in Williamsburg. And the only way that you could cancel your gym membership is either to die or move 50 miles away. <gasps> Otherwise, you could not cancel your gym membership. That's insane. So the fact that Matt Reif made that joke. Well, okay. So the thing is, everyone's like, also, he's not a good comedian. But what's interesting is, so like, this all happens. And then Matt Reif starts uh, going around and being like, everyone's trying to cancel me. Everyone's being mean to me. He goes on Jordan Peterson's podcast. Yeah, great. Yeah, good good job. Which is, if, if you don't know who Jordan Peterson is, he is uh, this Canadian professor slash author slash just enormous public loser who spends like all of his time whining about cancel culture and trans people and is very popular on the right. Yeah, and with some exes. Of- some exes of maybe 50% of the people here. Um, so that's interesting. But anyway, his podcast is on the Daily Wire Network. So Already, like, like that. Great, that yeah. should just show you kind of what the situation is with him. Mm-hmm. He wrote some book that like even normal people liked once a long time ago. Yeah, about, but it's like, like how to clean your, your room. And, yeah. shit. and then he was like, and also I won't use your correct pronouns. And yeah, so he's he, like hates pronouns. He like hates women. He almost died because oh. he was addicted to benzos because he had like some weird and he ate only steak for like every I think there's something every like that. day for like he also would, like cried online because like Sports Illustrated had a plus size model, and he was like, "I shouldn't have to be attracted to this." And it's yeah, like, okay. or or like he post he bitched about a plus size model, and everyone's like, "Fuck you!" If you don't like her, like whatever, who cares? Yeah, and he was pissed about it. Oh yeah, and then he's like, and then so he'll always like get him. He's this type of person who like says inflammatory shit is really stupid, but talks smart. Well. Like, that what what people like a a good way to describe him is that Jordan Peterson is a dumb person's idea of what a smart person is. 100%. And he says things that to a dumb person's like, wow, he's using big, but really don't have any meaning. Yeah, if you actually break down what yeah. he's talking about, it's the dumbest point. Yeah, it's like, but he's racist and sexist and all this stuff. Yeah, so anyway, right to go on the fucking podcast, and he's obsessed with cancel culture. That's yeah. other also his thing is that he's always saying inflammatory shit. People yell at him, and then he's like, cancel culture is the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone in the history of the world, and it's the downfall of civilization that I can't say that this model is unfuckable to me. And it's like, just, you're crazy. You're crazy. He also has a little, like, cry and stuff. But anyway. (laughs) We have to say that. Yeah. Um, One of the clips, obviously I didn't watch a single clip of Matt Rafe on Jordan Peterson's podcast. If we have the Patreon to... $2,000 $2,000 a month, I'll start watching clips of Matt Reif on Jordan Peterson's I podcast. Know. But at this point, I can't be doing that. But I did see that one of the clips was titled Matt Reif, Wild and Out's Diversity Hire. I mean, sure. Sure. They always have a white guy on there, but it's also like, I don't know. Like- it's just, that's the type, that's the level of thinking that we're coming to. Again, it's like people who think they're doing a gotcha and it's like, okay. But also, like, fuck that. Like, it's a show targeted to for, like, honestly, black youth. So it's, like, it's the same thing. It's, like, for a long time, we had a lot of TV shows that were aimed to white youth 
or yeah. youth in general also, that there, only had one black person on. So there are white people on. And like, there are white people on it every <laughs> fucking season. I know one of them, Maddie Maddie Smith, uh, is a stand-up who started around the same time, and she does really well, and she's on the... I mean... Yeah, that's the thing. But that's the thing is, like... Also, Nick know. Cannon's Satan. Like, he's just about, like... <laughs> yeah, like, anyway, that's another discourse. Yeah, that Nick is, Cannon yeah. discourse, we gotta put a pin in that I one. Know. We can't I'm even like, begin to go is, down that road. Yeah. But, like, one quote from Matt Reif on Jordan Peterson's podcast is... Uh, I saw a TikTok response from a guy who said, I have a wife, and I find this severely disrespectful. Okay, you cuck. Whatever. What do you want? To get more pussy outside of your wife? You're already married. She already respects you. What more do you want? Which doesn't make sense. (laughs) I don't really understand it, but that's... I think from that, we can understand the tone and value of the conversation he had on Jordan Peterson's podcast. Well, also, that, that has a lot of implications, and it's like... Matt thinks that the only reason things offend people or the only reason a man will stand up is because he's trying to get pussy. Yeah. Not because there's a moral compass. Not because he... No, it's because he's trying to get pussy. So if a guy says something like that, it's because he's trying to get... You know, so he's like, yeah. why would you even do that? You already have pussy, like, confused. So anyway, every time Matt gets canceled, because he's been actually canceled a bunch, like he said, he's done fatphobic shit. He went on some podcast and talked about women with big clitorises. I'm not even going to get, I'm not going to quote it. I have the quote. I'm not going to get into it. But he tweeted during the uh, the 2020, yeah, it would have been 20, whatever, whatever year Parasite won the Oscar, he tweeted during it, which, and it was like COVID, and he tweeted like, better make sure they don't have a cough, like trying to insinuate that the cast of Parasite has COVID. It just like, and then every time he gets criticized, he's always like, I'll, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why you would ever be mad at someone who's trying to make you laugh. That's what he... Well, you're not making us laugh. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because why. you didn't make me laugh, yeah, actually. You're not funny. There's also a really cringy video of him hitting on Zendaya that is genuinely disturbing. I mean, she likes white guys, but not she your She did not type. like this. Yeah, she <laughs> likes a little short, goofy king. Not you, dog. The, it, it was really a mess. But his, that's the thing. Is So his thing is always, he's like, I can't believe, like, people don't like me and it's for no freaking reason. But it goes back to, literally, we were talking about on our last episode, which is his tour is called Problematic. Like, you literally are courting this kind of attention. Mm -hmm. You want this. You made a choice to, he even has some quote where he's like, I'm actually more for bros. He clearly made a choice with this special. he wants to be for bros. He wanted... Presenting his female audience. Yeah, he wanted to try to pivot and attract more, like, I guess, shitty dudes. Like, not even just, like, normal male comedy fans who, like... Like like your husband? Yeah, like my husband. But, exactly, who watch specials but have no concept of who the person... Yeah. <laughs> either a blank slate for your material. But he didn't just want male comedy fans. He wanted shitty male comedy fans dudes who hate women that's who he respects yeah exactly and he also probably misattributes the dude the like the comedy stylings of people he thinks are good to being controversial and fucked up when they actually like like i think he's probably one of those people who's like well like this person says uh this person talks about race, and it's like, yeah, but they did it in an interesting way. That's not. And they spent years crafting jokes, not, yeah. you know, getting really good at crowd work and posting clips. Exactly. 
Exactly. Like, I think he well, wants to be like one of those. Well, that's, like, the criticism, too, is, like, the special's bad. Like, to, to get deeper into it is that he made, he got, received notoriety from his crowd work clip. And when you see a stand-up special, that, you want to see a cohesive, like, workshop collection of jokes that all yeah. kind of intertwine together i mean the same thing you know to compare it to like rap and hip-hop it's like somebody who got really good at freestyle battles and rap like rap battles but then they release an album that sucks because well, it's like you didn't work on actually how to make a song right it's a different thing to intertwine them i think that's a really good comparison because a freestyle battle is a thrilling thing to like watch online or in person like and there is a craft and there's a skill and apparently he's really good at that yeah and some people can translate that into making a song but making a song is a different thing and and making an album is a different thing where it's like you are thematically putting this whole thing together and i do feel like that is what matt rife was just kind of not able to do in his special also his special ends with some long diatribe about like one of the things he was canceled for once was that he argued with his flight attendant about his backpack and like she told him he had to put it under the seat and he didn't want to and then he was tweeting and he was like well actually there's a fat dad and his kid on the flight like shouldn't you be more worried about them because they're fat yeah okay and one's a kid i don't know but anyway he's been canceled for that situation before. Okay. And I guess the end of his special is him kind of rehashing it in what seems like a pretty defensive way. Yeah, but he's not saying anything new about it or, like, making a point or tying it to anything. It's just like... And also, I have to say, while I have the world stage... Yeah, and it ends with him being like, but what do I know? I just do crowd work. And then I'm pretty sure he drops the mic. So it's like... His entire special is this weird reaction like, to fuck the internet. You to everybody. Yeah, and to anyone who's ever been mean to him and what people say about him online. But then he goes out and does these, like, responses. And he's like, I just can't believe that anybody's upset with me. Yeah, he's like, like why push- would anyone be mad that someone's trying to tell them a joke? Yeah. And it's like, because that's not actually what you're trying to do. You're trying to push people's buttons and then when they react you're like why are you why are you reacting and the other thing is like actually to you know to see it from matt's point of view it is frustrating when people take bad faith interpretations of your things and like if people say you're just a crowd work comedian and stuff the best way to respond to that is to have a really great stand-up special with really well-constructed jokes. Yeah, and, like... Not, work- like, tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah, like, exactly. And drop the mic. Yeah, and, like, rehash all your weird, petty online battles. I did not do it. put any information about this, but he got in that fight with Brandon Wardell. Yeah. But that was from 2016, apparently. Okay. Yeah, so this was coming up in articles. But, yeah, so he's fought with him. He's fought with his other comedian and was like, I'm going to fight you. Yeah, he's just like ridiculous. online, and he's just like, oh, come say this to my face, bitch. Like, yeah, and he, it's like he he's trying to play this game where he touches the hot stove and then is upset that he was burned by it. And he's like, what? Like, why? I All I did was name my tour problematic and start with a joke that I know is fucked up and then do a winking aside about how I know it's fucked up. And now I'm like, why did I get canceled? How did this happen? And there was this clip going around of 
the comedian Anthony Jezelnik to round out this conversation that I actually thought what a lot of people responded really well to it. Uh, kind of, he's not directly addressing the Matt Rife thing, but he's sort of talking about it in a roundabout way. And Anthony Jezelnik, if you don't know, is known for making really dark, touch the hot stove jokes. But he was asked about what the line is for comedy. And I think he gave a really good answer. And all these comics now, it's like almost the point is to get in trouble. It's like, why are you giving me shit? I'm, I'm a comic. I'm allowed to say whatever I want. That's wrong as far as I'm concerned. Art. Oh, wait, say it again so I don't miss it. People think like, oh, as a comic, your job is to get in trouble. And so, if, but they don't want to get yelled at. It's like, it's okay to make people mad, but they don't want any pushback. And I think that's wrong. Oh. As a comedian, you want to make people laugh. Andy, this is a quote attributed to Andy Warhol that I love. It's just art is getting away with it. You know, if you put out a special and everyone's pissed, like you didn't get away with it. You know, you need to make everyone laugh that they're like, yeah, you talked about some fucked up stuff, but we're all happy. That's Mm. art. Otherwise, you're just a troll. So, yeah, I don't know. I resonated with that because I feel like what he means by like get away with it or whatever is actually talking about this dark thing in a real way that was resonant with people. I think that's the artistic flourish of it. Going on stage and just being like, I'm pissed at fat people. You should hit your wife. Like, yeah, that's it's not, like, you didn't like finesse the end to bring the audience on your side and change it to something like whatever yeah. that people who are dark comedians will often do. Getting away with it is subverting, you know, or like making your point in such an eloquent kind of undetectable way. To the point where people are like, yeah, why do you tell me to put my book back and there's a fat guy on the chair? You know what I mean? I mean, there's a way that he could have done it. But again, that takes a lot of skill. Yeah. And, and it's just kind of like usually an means, antithetical to like what it means to be a viral comedian on TikTok. Totally. And usually what it means is that like you have subverted the trope in some way by the end of the joke to just be like, I'm annoyed with fat people on planes. That's not a new or interesting thought. No. like that's not like we're not contributing to the conversation or making people go oh i i didn't expect that i didn't expect you to be annoyed with fat people on planes (laughs) and it's like yeah i mean everyone's always pissed at fat people on planes but it's you never get pissed at the plane company right right for making shitty small seats it's yeah, that, but like whatever. That's well, and it's also like I think a joke that was about that that subverted it would have to actually bring it back to that. Whatever, I'm not going to write the joke. Yeah, so but no, you but, can be like. Then I realize it's the plane company that fucking. Yeah. Why can't you know whatever? What comics like Matt Wright like to do is say like, "Oh, you can't make jokes about anything. You can't touch this topic at all. No matter what, people will be offended." And it's like, no, you can. It's it's hard. It's actually a really it's hard, hard to do it well, it, yeah. it's a really hard thing to do in a way that's not going to result in what has happened here. It actually does take a level of artistry to be able to talk about a topic that is dark or controversial in a way that doesn't alienate an audience and doesn't just play into like being a racist asshole. Well, I was <laughs> My friend was dating this guy, um, and I went to go see her in Seattle last year. He was like, we were talking about stuff, and he was like, actually, like, you could never make, like, The Office now, because everyone's just so sensitive and so thing, and, like, you can never make those. And I'm like, 
Yeah, some jokes where they're actually in blackface is not great. But the whole point of The Office is that Michael Scott is a bad boss. You, you kind of root for him, but he's not like the ex like shining example of what you're supposed to be as a human. And that's why that that's where the comedy comes. So like to say that you can't make jokes like they're making on The Office, like that's just not true. No, it's not. And it's also like there are people online who I think mistake like a bad character's morals for being the morals of the show yeah. itself or like the morals of the movie. And it's like, no, Michael Scott, like you're not supposed to think he's right in the moments where of he's course. like a complete asshole yeah. and like says something racist to Stanley or like whatever, like it is ignorant. You're not supposed to see those moments and be like, that rocks. That's yeah, what I want to be. You're supposed to sit there and cringe and be like, oh my God, this guy is such He's so ignorant to how the world is. Yeah. And when you're doing a joke as yourself speaking, saying that you're telling truths about the world, that's different than a joke a character can make in a show. Yeah. And then, but the whole point, again, of Michael Scott, it's not Michael Scott saying something racist about Stanley yeah. and then everything else he's doing. It's like the whole point is that he's not a good person. You're not supposed to like follow him. And or like think he's great, yeah. You know? and that's no, like he's the, like the ultimate cringe, bad boss. Yeah. who doesn't know anything. So, <sighs> fuck you, Matt Ryan. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, that brings us to the conclusion of this trending topic. I think that we've we've gotten to the bottom of the Matt Rife controversy, yeah. and I'm sure he'll get canceled again, and we'll we'll have an occasion to update you all. Unfortunately. Yeah, but you know, again, he's canceled. He still sold out his world tour. He still has millions of followers. He still cashed those Netflix checks. They didn't they didn't take that oh. special off the fucking service. He's canceled in a way. And as we're talking about cancel culture, as someone who actually has been, and I'm saying this isn't a paywall, but mm -hmm. like when I was working at WWE mm -hmm. and I got fucking fired before I even my first day at the job. Yeah. Because these people looked at my thing. And saw satirical sketches I made five, six years before that were total satire about white forgiveness and all dick is yeah. trash. And they took it in bad faith and WWE fired me, like tried to fire me. And they took it back, but then they ended up firing Kanice and they mm -hmm. ended up ultimately firing me and saying I'm not a good fit. Like waiting for a moment. And it's like there are victims of cancel culture and they're yeah. usually black women. People do actually get canceled. And people do, like, face consequences and all this stuff. But it's never these white guys that are, like, you're on a national no. tour, you're on this, you have all these platforms and stuff. Like, the actual people that get silenced are the marginalized people. In our yeah, exactly. I mean, that's 100% true. Again, like, Louis C.K. still sells out Madison Square Garden. Like, if being canceled is that a bunch of people are mean to you online... Well, like, welcome to the fucking. You know. Yeah, exactly. Well, welcome and it was to happening life. to him for a long time too. Getting yeah, canceled. Yeah, I, I mean, getting a, people bullying him or whatever. But that's the other thing is that he, like, as quote unquote canceled as he is, he also that's the type of fame he wants. So he's always going to be fine. He got millions of dollars from this Netflix special. Millions. It was like he really got a lot of money, and it, they're not going to take it back. They're not taking it off the service. Like no. that's a done deal. So it's no, like, no, they'll are probably you give him another one. Are you kidding, Netflix? If it got if it got watched that much, yeah, like 
They would probably. Trevor Noah has three Netflix specials. Yeah. Everyone has multiple Netflix specials. Yeah, exactly. Most people have, like, like once you start doing specials with Netflix, yeah. all your specials are going to be on Netflix. So, like, they are probably planning to do more with him. Absolutely. So it's like, cry me a fucking river. You poke the bear. You got to make, like, everyone is not happy. It's like, it's also like, what does it mean to be canceled? Like, to my things, like, you lose job. You have consequences. To yeah. Things. Matt Rife, like, people didn't like your joke, and they said they didn't like their joke, but you're still able to create and do shit and, like, live your life, which is more than a lot of fucking people who've gotten fired for making statements about Palestine, Mm -hmm. who've gotten fired for all this stuff that can't fucking pay their rent. Yeah. Like, and you're still out here, so cry me a fucking river. Matt Rife, cry us a fucking river, (laughs) and... Go touch grass. (laughs) Hello, everyone. This is Elise from the future here, because as predicted, there are updates to the Matt Reif saga since Millie and I sat down to record this episode. So I think, unfortunately, this individual is going to be providing us with a large amount of cursed content for as long as he's providing content at all. So let me just run through a couple things. Um, first of all, Matt Reif is beefing with a six-year-old boy. Uh, basically, this TikToker named Buddy Hadaya. She posted an Instagram of her six-year-old son responding to one of Matt Reif's jokes. We didn't really get into it, but Matt Reif has this joke that's like, just because Jupiter has a ring and you don't, blah, blah, blah. Again, he doesn't like women. He doesn't like his own fans. So this TikToker posted a video of her six-year-old son responding, saying, actually, it's Saturn that has rings and also you're mean to girls so basically six-year-old dunking on matt rife etc so then matt rife comments on that video saying jupiter also has a ring oh and santa claus isn't real your mom buys you presents with the money she makes on OnlyFans. good luck so slut shaming a kid's mom to him and telling him Santa Claus isn't real. The comment also has like mad typos, which I personally don't like to be the grammar police, but I do feel like if you're going to try to like kind of intellectually dunk on a seven-year-old, you might want to spell everything correct. So that's the first thing, Matt Rife beefing with a six-year-old. He's since deleted that comment, but you know, the internet's forever. So We have that. And then secondly, uh, YouTuber Brooke Schofield, who is Matt Reif's ex, my condolences to her, uh, says that he cheated on her with 20 women before ultimately blocking her number uh, during their breakup. So this all came out on a podcast called Cancelled with Tana Manju. Side note, I just wonder how many podcasts are called some variation of canceled and what that means. Because if you have a podcast and people are listening to it, like, are you canceled? Anyway, put a pin in that discourse. Showfield appeared on this canceled podcast to detail how she caught Rife cheating on her, uh, basically by seeing him in photos with other women taken around the same time that she was dating him. 
And then she direct messaged the women for a timeline. And yeah, the timelines were not in his favor. So no victim blaming here. But if you're going to date Matt Reif, my guess is being cheated on is kind of part of the cursed content package that you're going to get. So those are the Matt Rife updates. Oh, also, I'm seeing on this page six article that uh, he follows 2000 porn stars. But I guess that's according to his ex-girlfriend. So I can't say whether or not he does or doesn't follow 2000 porn stars. If anyone listening wants to investigate that for us. Potentially, he follows 2,000 porn stars, which is also, I guess, fine if you want to follow 2,000 porn stars. If you want your feed to be 2,000 porn stars, that's also fine. We support sex work and sex workers here on the Go Touch Grass podcast. So those are the Matt Rife updates. I imagine we will continue to have them. Uh, And until next time, everybody, please go touch grass.